Yeah, you know what it is, Truth Nation. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. The best way to start your day. Cutting through the noise and bringing you the real stories behind the headlines. Talk to someone about how you feel. Do not internalize it. Do not consume it. You deserve to be heard. It's time to wake up with Milwaukee's favorite morning show. It's not just we canceled it, it's over, it's a done deal. Shouldn't be that way. That program still should proceed no matter how a few may go. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Tell me, where are all the watch for you? Where the hey. brothers gonna be? Hey. <laughs> I just wanna see what she was gonna do. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Here are your hosts, the effective communication coach, Denise Thomas, and two-time Emmy Award winner, Telly Hughes. <laughs> uh, Dr. Ken, we don't start with you until 4 o'clock. Dr. Ken Harris, Truth in the Afternoon, shout out to Dr. Ken Harris. Coming into me and Telly's show. Boy, I tell you. Good morning, good morning. <laughs> How are y'all doing, Truth Nation? Hope you are having a great day. You are tuned in to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. And Dr. Ken Harris has just inserted himself into our show. We're coming to you live from the American Family Studio. Or excuse me, insurance studio in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Inside the avenue. Good morning, Telly! Good morning, DT. How you doing? Oh, I'm good this morning. Uh, birthday Eve. I was going to say, you know what day it is. It's birthday <laughs> Eve. Go tell It's your birthday. Now, before we get into your birthday, because we're celebrating all week, how, the, your daughters, how was the first day back, back to school? How was it? Well, it was only my 11th grader who had school yesterday. My 8th grader has school today. And yesterday was, she's a part of this, this group. Uh, I, I forget the name. I think they call it Lynx Crew or something like that, where the upperclassmen help the freshmen kind of get adjusted and things like that, as well as my 8th grader did the same thing for 6th, graders yesterday that was just coming into middle school kind of showed them the ropes and how things go on so uh it was a good day she said and um uh you know but pretty light for her uh they're not going to get into the um actual classes and stuff i think today is the day where they'll actually have school school but uh yeah she, school, said school. she had a great day right <laughs> learning tell me for you but uh <laughs> I don't know if it's changed. And Truth Nation would love to hear your thoughts as well. Our Truth Talking text line is 833-212-1017. Telly's like, has it changed? I, the first day of school was a big, big deal for me growing up. Like, I remember mm -hmm. going school clothes shopping mm -hmm. and laying out my outfits not just for the first day but the first full week of school <laughs> so fresh so clean i mean you know making sure you got the the hot the hot comb on your hair taking oh, the braids yeah. out 
getting oh, you know yeah. getting your relaxers is is it still a big deal for it, students now it is it is okay. uh All they right. don't they don't lay out their clothes like we did but they know what they're going to wear <laughs> <laughs> they know what they're going to wear out your and uh oh yeah the first day absolutely you you had to okay. be crispy you had to be crispy had but, to be uh, um for for them, I mean, and having girls, of of course, it's it's different for me. You're just seeing how you know they prepare. But oh yeah, last week, uh, well, up until what's today, Wednesday, up until Monday, they got their braids redone, like they got their braids uh-huh. taken out, they put back in, and so they got their fresh fresh braids, and and they all ready to ride. Uh, you know, they got their lunch boxes, and and yeah, they they okay. Ready. Oh, yeah. Okay, let me try, I'm trying to think. Oh, okay, so I had a huge crush. Y'all going to laugh when I tell y'all this. I had a huge crush on Chris Webber and Charles Barkley. Stop. Just <laughs> I know. Just don't even go there, okay? I'm just – this is truth be told. And I Well, had, the Fab Five was all that when we were in, in school. Yeah. Like, yeah. And this is yeah. when Charles Barkley played for the 76ers. No, I think this was the Phoenix Suns. Anywho – yeah, it I was remember Phoenix. my mom taking yeah, me. Yeah. Okay, it was Phoenix. Yeah. Charles Barkley was fine to me back in the day. And we, <laughs> my mom and I, you know, we went to Target and did, you know, our school shopping. And I saw the folders. I saw, remember the Trapper Keepers? So it was like yeah, Trapper well, Keepers, yeah. Trapper folders. Trapper Keepers are still around, actually. Shut up. Shut yeah. up. Are you serious? Tra- trapper Keepers are still around. Yes. What do they look uh, like? I can't even imagine uh, based on innovation. Do they automatically open themselves and close themselves? I'm serious, because you know nowadays you don't have to do anything. Siri, open no. up my trapper keeper. <laughs> Alexa, go to pa- – I mean, seriously. So You're what lying. does a trapper keeper in 2023 look like? Uh, it's just a regular binder with the the um, the dividers in the middle, and they're usually just a little plastic sheet. I mean, of course, they – dummied it down it's not like it used to be but yeah i mean and they're not as big you know those things used to be huge because you had so huge. many subjects you know in different different compartments but yeah uh they they still use them they still use. okay them. well let me ask you this this is this is actually the real question this is the question i need to be asking you okay how much do they cost because i know back in the oh. day if i had to guess they were probably like around Mm, I'd say five to seven dollars, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm gonna be real. I I don't do much uh, school shopping with them. They don't really okay. like for me to go. Yeah, they they prefer their mom to go. <laughs> why don't they like? <laughs> why don't they like for you to go, Telly? Well, <laughs> it's just it's it's best that that mom goes. Uh, Sometimes my patience. Oh my god, Dad! Be... Is that what you're picking? Oh, Dad! Come <laughs> on. Are you kidding, Dad? Just go. I can, I can hear everything. It I can exactly. See it I like I'm not. Yeah. Uh, my my opinion and everything doesn't really matter because I'm either too country or I'm not up to I'm not hip or so it's like, look, do it yourselves. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to go somewhere my, and then y'all going to talk about me. Like, who, you, you who see wants my face, that? Telly, right. You see, you see my face. Like, you, you know, know what like I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I, well, I know what you talk about. But what I was gonna say is, you know, when your your grandma used to say, if you don't have anything nice to say, baby, just don't say nothing. So, yeah, I look, I usually look. try to be supportive of you, Telly. But in that situation, I could totally see you just 
not being a help, but being more of a hindrance. I, I know my lane. I'm not, I know my lane, and that doesn't <laughs> uh, that doesn't hurt my feelings at all. <laughs> I get it. I understand. I'm not I trying to. Yeah, I'm not trying to be good at everything. Like, look, I like, and, and my dad even goes shoe shopping with me. Like, you will never hear that from my kids. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good on that too. You know, my dad, he was he was definitely a girl dad. You know, he tried to comb my hair and. When I tell y'all, I think I said this before, but I'll use the term moisturizing the scalp, but we all know as black folks what that means, like the scalp for girls doing yeah, their hair. Yeah, doing it. Let yeah, me just put it to you like this. By the time my dad got finished, you could literally fry a whole chicken on top of my head. <laughs> That's how much grease. I'm, it, and look, I wish, look, y'all, if you go... <laughs> If you can see me live, if you can see me and Telly live, because I want y'all to see how my dad used to take his fingers to put to take the grease out the jar and put it on my scalp. Please go to either YouTube or Twitter right now. You can stream us live. You can see Telly and I. But I just want y'all just don't let me forget Benjamin. I just want to show y'all how my dad would take his hand and go in. Look, you see Telly. Look, you using this. all four fingers as a cup. Like, that's like a sh that's a mini shovel. <laughs> Look, it'd be a whole pile of grease right here, Telly. You see what I'm saying? And then he would take my scalp and just, and I'm like, and then he would try to do it real tight in terms of the, the pigtails. Y'all, yeah. sometimes my mother would, nah. would come home and just be like, you know what? We're good. Don't don't even worry about it. You tried, like, babe. Do We're that. good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was yeah, a no, I, project I, I when it came to my dad he, doing my hair. <laughs> but shout out. Look, but I, look, I was a science project. But shout out to Papa T for look, being one of the, the being the best girl dad as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so shout out to Papa yeah. T. I'm still trying to get him on the show, but he said to me, he said, Denise, you know my favorite word. Uh, so his favorite word, sugar, honey, iced tea. And he's like, you know, I'm mm. 77, so. I don't care about the FCC. <laughs> you don't want me on your show. <laughs> okay. Benjamin, like, how you he's doing, brother? He's like, I don't know them folks. Yeah. Right. He's like, I don't, I don't do all that stuff y'all be doing, so I'm just going to stay in my lane. Good morning, Benjamin. How you doing, brother? Amazing. Love it, love it, love it. Y'all, we got a great show. And as I mentioned, today is Telly's birthday eve. Now, I am working on some things with Benjamin, and we are going to officially celebrate Telly's birthday on Friday because we're going to have a special edition of Truth Telling Hits for Birthday Telly. We're going to oh have some boy. other surprises, so I just need some time to get everything together, but y'all know how I do it, so you do not want to miss Well, you never want to miss any of our shows. You can always download the Truth app, but you definitely want to tune in on Friday because it's going to be a special birthday edition for the two-time Emmy Award uh -oh. winning co-host, <laughs> Telly Hughes. And just so I you know, Telly, wait. I'm not going to go easy on the Truth Telling Hits. It's going to oh, be your birthday. Boy. It's going to be special. But again, okay, we're not compromising the outcome. Now, as far as today... If you were listening to our show yesterday, and thank you all so much for listening, we were talking about there is a negative stereotype that often goes disregarded that impacts 
the mental and emotional well-being for a lot of black people in this country. And that negative stereotype has a lot to do with the perception of black folks being lazy. Okay, that is a negative racial stereotype that has for many years affected people that are not black attitudes towards African Americans. So when we come back, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into what do you think the problem is, how it impacts us, how do we have these conversations, and where did it originate? You are listening to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on the award-winning 1017 FM, The Truth. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Welcome back to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly, live from the American Family Insurance Studio inside the avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Thank you for joining us on this hump day, September 6, 2023, as we work Telly towards the end of this Eve. short week. Yes, my birthday, birthday Eve. Eve. <laughs> and uh, and uh once again, like Denise said before break, if you listen to yesterday's show, we ended yesterday's show by talking about, I mean, Denise posed a question about this stereotype, which we're trying to A, find the origin of it, where did it come from, and B, why has it continuously been perpetuated uh, throughout in terms of black people being lazy? And we want to hear your thoughts. Truth Nation, hit us up on the Truth Talk and text line, 833-212-1017. Sir Chance, trying to get to his text message, he says, good morning, DT and Telly. Uh, Why is this thing moving so slow today? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let's... uh, We'll get back to the text messages, but Denise, you you left off, and I know yesterday I got into it, and uh, you kind of felt it came from a different place, meaning I said it had a lot to do with being on welfare and the way that it was set up where um, it was tough for black men to get jobs especially if you have any sort of record and even if you didn't have a record, especially even going back to when we were drafted into wars and was summoned to go fight in Vietnam and, and Korea and other places. When we got back to this country, we weren't met with open arms and a heroic uh, uh, type of celebration. There's a lot of times when these soldiers got back, they didn't have a job to go to. And then you become dependent on welfare assistance. 
the same country you just sought, fought for, now you're asking for opportunities that aren't being given to you. And I think that turned into, in my opinion, it turned into this perception of black people don't want to work, we want handouts, and I don't simply think that is and was the case at that time and is definitely not the case now. So that's my well, my little dissertation on why I think that stereotype still exists to this day. And everything you said, I completely agree with. First, let me just start with this. Since, since the beginning of America and how slaves, black slaves, were shaped in terms of how others viewed African-Americans, there were a variety of images. And I want to really underscore that word because what you see it is, is, it is a way of conditioning your mindset. That's why you have to be so cognizant of what you consume, both with your eyes and your ears, not just your, you know, food diet, but what you're seeing. And so there has been an ongoing intentional, intentional acts of where the racial stereotypes towards black people or African-Americans has been negative. Whether it was, you know, the the happy slave that, you know, had the black face on being happy to be a slave, um, you know, during Jim Crow, there were a lot of blackface and performances that would sell out where they would exaggerate. They would, you know, uh, certain white actors would, you know, paint their face black and exaggerate features and just just make us look like ridiculous black caricatures. Then you had the stereotypes of where black people were, were looked to be mentally inferior and physically and culturally unevolved and very like an ape-like appearance. I mean, these, all these things were part of how black people were portrayed or published even like in the encyclopedias. So then you, you've got Aunt Jemima, you got the mammy, all these stereotypes. Now, let's talk about the laziness. And, oh, don't forget about Jezebel. That was a, another serious stereotype that has impacted how black women are regarded mm-hmm. in, in terms of negative stereotypes. So when you, when you go to the laziness, it has everything to do, to your point, with the implications that Black people would rather resort to crime than work. Or they would rather resort to government assistance than work. And it's really important that we start to further explore and talk about these stereotypes because, like I've said before, this impacts how and why black people show up. And it is a form of mental abuse. The Truth Talking text line is 833-212-1017. I know for a fact that as a black woman, I would wake up 
early in the morning just so I could make sure that my hair looked a certain way. Or that, you know, when I got to work, I, I spoke a certain way. And this all had to do with looking and, and trying to make myself comfortable for white people. Whether or not white people that I worked with or for said that, I knew that was the unconscious bias right. of, man, you know, dreads, whew, that's, that's a strong image. Or, you know, it's exhausting. And so I, I'm curious to understand how y'all are feeling. We do have a caller on the line. Anthony, good morning. You are on Truth Be Told live with DT and Telly. What is your question or comment? Good morning, y'all. I just wanted to comment on what you're talking about as far as uh, the stereotype of black people being lazy. And I say that with tongue-in-cheek because I personally, I'm not black. I, uh, I'm not Negro. I'm not colored, and I'm not the N-word. Because all of those names was given to our ancestors by people who are too savage and too barbaric to call our ancestors what they called themselves. Because when they took people from the motherland, they had names and ways of life. So those people just were too savage to use those all in their scheme to dominate them. And if we were so lazy from the beginning, how come they went and got all us to go do all the work over here? And secondarily... Uh, this entire country was started with land grants. Uh, if you remember or are aware of the Oklahoma Stampede, where once they cleared the Indians out of their area, they had a, a, a lottery of sorts where people lined up in their covered wagons, and uh, at the ringing of a bell, everybody proceeded to stake out land, free land. They didn't have to even pay for it, let alone all of the... Uh, in California and other places where the Spanish were at, where they were granting soldiers land the size of a city. So when they do all of that, we have to realize that their entire uh, motivation for saying anything about us was to pigeonhole us in a negative light so that they can subconsciously, in a free state of mind, do anything they want to do to us or treat us any kind of way. So they had to do Anthony, that. Anthony, let me, let me ask you a question. Let me, yeah. let me ask you a question, Anthony, because what you're saying is so informative. And what I appreciate about what you're sharing is exactly what's essential to solving this problem of negative stereotypes. And so with everything that you share, and again, thank you for this, Anthony, let me ask you a question. How do you navigate, or at all, do you, negative racial stereotypes towards you? I know you said you're not, you know, you don't go by the identities that were given by slave owners nope. like black, African-American, but you, I'm sure, nope. well, let me ask you, do you, do you, do you experience impacts from other people that are not black that you know are oh, related yeah, to stereotypes? How all do you navigate time. through that? And what's, how's it made you feel and how do you navigate through that? Well, I'm already prepared for it, so I don't have any feelings for it. I just state the facts. I'll give you a case in point. Uh, one of my coworkers is a Hmong guy, and, and we got into a conversation, and he was uh, a little bit energetic about letting me know that his people suffered annihilation as well. And, and he asked me, he said, how come you guys never fought back, like, you know, and did these things, this, that, this, that, and the other? And I'm like, so, and he said, well, we suffered too. And he said that in a way that was was infl inf inflicting that, you know, where we suffered and we are, we got up on our feet and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
dude, were your people hung in the trees in this country where they boiled in hot cauldrons and babies cut out of women's stomach in this country? Mm. And he says, no, no, no. I said, where, where, where did the atrocity to your people happen? And he said, oh, it happened in Laos uh, and China. I'm like, well, you know what? You're not in the land of your oppressors no more. You look at America as a savior. We look at America as, as our persecutor, and we're still in the land of our persecutor. Uh, you, your people came here after the Vietnam War and that boat lift and all of these things, and y'all, y'all came here, y'all was invited. We wasn't. So your, your suffering in China and Laos has gotten is not equal to our suffering here because we're still in the land of our persecutors. Your people got it. Anthony, let me let me that. ask you another question. Yeah. Let me ask you another question. Would you because and just so you know, Anthony, the truth talking text line is blowing up. People are saying that you are preaching and you are stating facts, which is to me one of the solutions around educating people about how this damages a, a lot of us, because everybody, I'm going to keep it real, Anthony, a lot of us ain't strong as you are, and we're working in predominantly white environments or environments where there aren't a lot of black people. And yeah. the, the underlying issue is when you see an individual and you automatically put them in a group and they can't be perceived as an individual, it, it really is damaging. So would you be willing, I'm just curious, would you be willing to speak with non-black people about how these inaccurate and damaging stereotypes impact black people, not just as a race, but as individuals. Would you be willing to, to participate in a conversation about that? My dear, I am completely energetic, and I do it all the time. I give them the download immediately. Soon as I find one little stereotype, they, they already opened the door. They just don't know it, and then I let them have it. I do it all I the time. I love it. Anthony, please call back anytime. You have been, you've been an absolute pleasure. We appreciate your listenership. Please, please, Anthony, for real, for real. And when I say for real, for real, for real, like anytime. (laughs) And that's why this station, this show is so important, y'all. Because here's here's how I feel about it. No, we probably got to take a break. When we come back, let me just say this too. There are some people, and this this is, this is real. There are some people who don't even realize that their actions are malicious as it relates to, you know, like holding your purse on an elevator when you see a black person get on the elevator or, you know, I'm not going to go to Milwaukee because that's where all the black people live. You know, black people, all they do is shoot and steal. You know, a lot of this has to do with conditioning. So I would be curious also to for those that are not black. And feel free to text anonymously or feel free to call in. How how did you get to the place where you became fearful of different races, in particular black people? I mean, because for me, I just want to have a discussion, if we can, of not just what are the existing racial stereotypes, i.e. black people are lazy, but from a non, non-judgmental process of just of exploring, that's why I want to make sure, just non-judgmental, even if you don't want to say, well, this is why I feel this way about black people, that's negative. Even if you want to just answer the question of 
Where do you think this comes from as a non-black person? The Truth Talking text line is 833-212-1017. We got a lot of y'all coming in on the Truth Talking text line, and we love it. We love it. Um, always at work on the Truth Talking text line says more whites in America are, are on welfare than black people in this country by the numbers. But perception becomes reality. We like to believe every black person we see is on welfare, but you probably not on welfare. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for that. Always at work. We're going to keep this conversation going. The Truth Talking text line is 833-212-1017. We will be back. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is America. Don't got you slipping now. Welcome back to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. The black-owned business give back is back. We have again teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter of 2023 to sign up. For this incredible marketing opportunity, visit blackbusinessgiveback.com. That is blackbusinessgiveback.com. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through the exposure on the truth. For official rules, head to blackbusinessgiveback.com. Associated Bank member FDIC. If you are just tuning in, thank you so much. Happy, happy Wednesday to you as we continue to celebrate Telly's birthday his birthday eve is today (laughs) we've been talking about how is it that even in 2023 black people are still navigating through the negative stereotype racial stereotype of being lazy now from the year 1526 to the year 1867 and I'm going to piggyback off of what our previous caller, Anthony, had shared. There were 12.5 million kidnapped, raped, human trafficked men, women, and children of African descent put on ships from Africa to what is now known in the, the United States of America. From 1526 to 1867. Now, according to what U.S. history teaches us, It was, you know, it started when the U.S. was founded in 1776 and lasted until 1865. That's false. Now, within this period, black slaves, as they were kidnapped, raped, separated from their families, literally gave, from that time, 1526 to 1867, free labor. I don't need to elaborate Anybody that is listening to this show knows exactly what slavery was about. And what I find so interesting is that you could take a group of people from their home land, force them to demonstrate or not demonstrate, force them to build something with no compensation whatsoever 
in very toxic and horrific environments and then condition people to believe that are non-black that this group is lazy. I'm, I just, I'm trying to understand how that even came to be, but then when I look at different articles regarding the negative impacts that basically violate human rights of people of African descent, it has everything to do with making sure that as, as part of justifying the enslavement of black people, doing everything to, to do to make a distraction of, yeah, let's not worry about slavery. Actually, it helped the black people, but let's definitely perceive, let's definitely per perpetuate the images so that these individuals are represented as thieves, as lazy, yeah. which then impacts how we are able to even thrive in this country. It, it, Denise, how could we not be laborers? We didn't have a choice. It wasn't like when you were a slave, you had off days or mental health days. If you didn't work, it could cost you your life because you had no mm -hmm. value to them. Because if you were a good worker, other people wanted you and you were sold. Slave, slaves were sold to different slave masters. So if you weren't a good worker or someone who put in work, they didn't need you. And what do they do when they didn't need you? They just get rid kill of you. you. And so... And, yeah, and kill, kill you. you. Exactly. So it can literally cost your job if you did not work. Our True Talking text line is 833-212-1017. Courtney says, it began with the news for me. I was isolated as a child and from my naive, naivety. Is that right? My, I, I naivety or naivety. Naivete. Yeah. Okay. Be a naive. Be a naive, yeah, y'all. I was going to say naiveness, <laughs> but naivete. <laughs> Did not notice race until I started watching the news. As a child, I asked my parents why so many black people were on the news. All bad stories, of course. And I had parents that explained to me that they were not as, as fortunate as me. I have learned much since then and continue to learn. My point is that it is so systematic. It is a journey to break all stereotypes, racism, and prejudices we whites are inherently born into, born with, excuse me. And I want to be clear, I am not comparing my break from white privilege to any black struggle. It's the least we can do as whites. Thank you for that text, Brittany. We appreciate wow. it. Wow. And that is I love that. by far the best text you could put in this turn or in this conversation because you're right. It's not about comparing struggles. It's not about we had it worse. Why can't many different races had it pretty bad and just take it from there? It's not because our struggle was worse we going to get anything more we clearly have have seen that our struggle is not going to give us anything or any reparations or anything like that but to have an open mind to understand that this is going on this is a systematic deal it is where like denise said the portrayals of of black people if you only see us as 
robbers and criminals and drug dealers. That is the thing that you're going to feel when you are mm-hmm. actually around a black person. Like you said, if if you get a, if I get on an elevator and uh, a white woman clutches her purse, it's because of all the images that she Shoot. has seen. I, look, it has nothing to so do crazy. with me. Here's what's so crazy. It's not just white people. Negative racial stereotypes are so powerful that there are some black people that are scared of their own people. Do you remember the scene in Boys in the Hood when Furious Styles, played by Lawrence Fishburne, took Ricky and, man, what was what was Cuba Gooding's uh, character's name? I can't remember. But anywho, he took him. Trey, Trey, thank you. And he took them to this abandoned area within South Central Los Angeles. And, you know, Trey and Ricky were looking scared. And Lawrence Fishburne was like, don't be scared of your own people. And this comes yeah. from, again, those individuals that have taken it to the point where they want us to be scared of each other. Mm-hmm. I remember, yeah. and I, you know, I remember <laughs> a friend of mine's mom, when we would go to Sunday school, when we crossed the tracks, into the predominantly black neighborhood, she would hit the the lock and be like, oh, okay, we're in the hood now. And, you Is know, that's... somebody going to... <laughs> but that's the thing, like, somebody's because gonna of the jump conditioning... jump in and grab you. Yeah, come on. The same... Look, the same television that Courtney watched in terms of the news is the yep. same news that black people watch. And there are a mm-hmm. lot of us that have drunk the Kool-Aid and... Act like, you know, oh, well, you know, I live in this zip code. Mm-hmm. And yes. I'm going to tell y'all a real story, w- really quick, a quick real story. When my kids were younger, we were, you know, we would drive for, a lot of times from Milwaukee to Chicago just to, you know, have a getaway. I didn't have a lot of money then. And I don't know. I mean, now I'm just saying I, I definitely <laughs> didn't have what I have now. <laughs> Fez is always watching. Let me be quiet. And so... <laughs> We would go to Chicago as like our getaway. And I would make sure that we drove all across the west side, the south side of Chicago, pull over. I'm not making this up. You can ask any of my kids. You can ask Dominique or Darren. And we'd pull over and I would make them get out the car and walk around. Because I knew that them going to predominantly white schools, they would also be subjected to those stereotypes and as well as the news. And I was like, don't be afraid of your people. Yeah. Do not be afraid of your people. And when we walked around the hood of, of Chicago, nothing, nothing happened to us. People yeah, were friendly. Yeah. And I'm like, see, that broke that experience right there, broke mm-hmm. that stereotype with my kids. And to this and, day, and on, to this day, they're not scared of their own people. And on top of that, if you're going to be lumped in this group of people, why not get to know who you're being lumped in with? Because other exactly. people see you as being from there anyway. Again, our True Talking text line is 833-212-1017. A caller texts in and says, I deal with stereotypes too often. I work for a major food distributor driving and delivering. I went to one particular business and the manager refused to let me in when I finally was allowed. She said she didn't know who I was and that I looked like a robber. Keep in mind, wow. I had on full uniform and came with a semi truck. Oh, uh, I, I appreciate that text in, and uh, 
and and we'd love to hear different situations where you just doing your job, minding your business, and these stereotypes are thrust upon you. I as recent as Saturday, Denise. I I mean, we talked about so many other things, but when you are a credentialed media member, you have to have a credential on the sideline. And before the game, before I was about to do my pregame live hit. Now keep in mind, live hit. I don't have on, I got a button-down shirt on, a credential on, and it was hot out there. So I wanted to step in inside, and there was a glass door. And this woman that was working saw me with the microphone doing my thing. I step in. I was like, ooh, I need to cool up. I need to see your credential. I was like, ma'am, you just saw me right here, right here. And then that was the first time. Why did I go back in three more times? And each time she asked me for my credential, I say, ma'am, I haven't changed. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. I'm still me. What it says on the credential, it's still me. It's not (laughs) funny, but you got sometimes to laugh to keep from crying. Yeah, but but Denise, what's so crazy is – I didn't do either because I'm so used to it. I've been in television mm-hmm. 22 years, and this isn't the first time. <laughs> and it's just the most recent time where I would be the only black person in a press box with a suit on, and they'll be like, where's your credential? I'm like, clearly, it doesn't matter. I got to be this, doing yeah, something. It doesn't matter if you – that's why some with some of us, I'm like, oh, you think – O.J. Simpson, for example, you know, I'm not black, I'm O.J. Oh, but during the years of 1994 through 1990, what was that, six? You you learn today. You learn today. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you know, and I'll I'll tell you this, because y'all know me, when I travel, it never fails. Every time I travel, I don't want to say every time, but the majority of the time, when I go into the certain airports where they have, you know, like the Sky Cub Lounge or, you know, the area for first class travelers, ma'am, do you know this is first class? <laughs> ma'am, this is first class. Wow. You didn't say that to the guy that just walked in front of me who doesn't look like me. On the Truth Talking text line, which is 833-212-1017, we've got a ton of messages coming in. Uh, Chris, Chris says, honestly, I agree to some extent. I avoid the north side on purpose just because of the violence. But in reality, not everyone there is bad. Chris, thank you for your honesty. Uh, (laughs) That's that's real. That's real. Here's the thing. That's why it's so important for us to get complete with those stereotypes that we have embraced due to the images that we've seen, because that is conditioning. And it is harmful to experience day-to-day bias, discrimination from the time that you start going to school. Are, you, are y'all with me? From the time that you, as a child, whether it's three, four, or five years old, enter pre-K, from the time that you are in a predominantly white environment or a non-black environment, you are going to experience being treated as a group negatively versus an individual. 
we're going to come back and wrap this up. But again, we want to hear from you. How has racial stereotypes, negative racial stereotypes, in particular those uh, regarding being lazy, have impacted you, whether you're black or non-black? We will be back. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Yeah. Uh. And I'll never let my son have an ego. You'll be nice to everyone wherever we go. I mean, I might even make him be Republican. To everybody know he love white people. And I'll never let him leave his college girlfriend and get caught with the movies in the world. The truth be told with DT and Telly on the award-winning 101.7 FM, The Truth. Thank you so much for tuning in. We've been talking about negative racial stereotypes against black people in particular the stereotype of black people or african-american people in this country being lazy a lot of you are chiming in on the truth talking text line again which is 833-212-1017 ruben says your station does an excellent job of sharing more than the normal bad news and propaganda that the news channels often do keeping it positive it is a great path to growing your audience and success ruben thank you so much we appreciate you craig says walk in your greatness live your truth and have that bold regal i'm above your petty disposition or beliefs attitude when we walk in we command the room anyway we draw all of the attention so demand that respect because being black is majestic it's the foundation of the world believe in yourself and in all the beautiful black gifts god has given and created you with black pride black strength black love love that craig thank you so much for sharing when we come back we're gonna get into some other topics but thank you all so much for tuning in and let us know how you feel and we can continue the conversation regarding negative racial stereotypes, but we also want to keep it live for you. So whatever you want to talk about today, just let us know. When we come back, we got some more hot topics, and we're really, really, really going to get y'all hype for tomorrow and Friday's show, which is as we continue to celebrate Telly's birthday. You are listening to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. We're coming back at the top of the hour. Peace. <laughs> 